Hello, welcome to the final whistle. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes. Well, what a roller coaster that was. Uh, it finishes uh, a point apiece in Newcastle. Plenty to take away from that match. Uh, lots of action going on in the latter stages of that match in particular. And with us to talk all about it is Joe Prince-Wright and Dean Hammond. Uh, Dean, we'll come to you first. Uh, a point to take away from Newcastle today. What's your initial thoughts after the game? I'm just recovering from that. The, obviously, the finish there, the emotional finish. But um, no, I think a well-deserved point. I think it would have been very unfortunate um, Southampton not come away with a point there. I think it was a it was a good away performance. Um, there were some really good moments. I thought the first half, the way the team uh, dominated possession and the way they retrieved possession when they lost possession, lots of energy, lots of determination. I like that. A very brave approach, kind of leaving two on two at the back and pushing the fullbacks on. And I think that created opportunities for Southampton. And, and you know, we, there was a couple of moments with Gineppo in the first half that you'd like to think he would score and he'd be disappointed with that. And then going into the second half, you know, Southampton started a little bit slow and obviously Newcastle going into, into the lead. But a good reaction uh, to come back into the game. And then I thought there would only be one team that were going to win it in, in Southampton. And then that killer punch, you know, on the break again um, to, to, to go 2-1 down in the 90th minute. You're thinking, OK, not a disappointing result, frustration of not getting anything out of the game. And then a brilliant way to finish. Just a good reaction, good determination, good show, good heart and team spirit to, to try and create that final opportunity. And in my opinion, definitely a penalty and, you know, brilliant composure um, and leadership from James Ward-Prowse to, to finish with, with a penalty. And a well-deserved point, I think, and... But I must admit, probably some frustration within that dressing room that they've not taken all through. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts on that then, Joe? Because as Dean said, undeniably moments we could have done better in the match, but uh, still a well-fought point. Yeah, I think obviously you've taken a point now looking into stoppage time, it looked like it's going to be a defeat. But over the whole 90 minutes, I do think, like Dean said, there'll be some frustration there that Saints could have been 2 or 3-0 no up and kind of... Uh, yeah, dominated that game from start to finish. So it was just those little finishing touches, the chances for Gineppo in the first half. He had another one in the second. He whipped just wide, a great opportunity. But overall, um, yeah, it, it, maybe that's just going to be the story of the season. They have to try and, when they're on top, as we said a lot last season, uh, take the most of those opportunities they're creating. But a lot of really good things, a lot of great performances, I thought. Mohamed Salas, who was really good, uh, at centre-back and had to be with a lot of counter-attacks from Newcastle who's shown his recovery skills really well there and uh, Tino at right back played really well again and overall very very well deserved point and if Southampton hadn't got anything from that game then well yeah I don't quite know how we all would feel but uh, it, it's a little bit there's like a tinge of just should have probably won that but going into the international break, I think there's still be positive vibes after the last two performances uh, against Manchester United and Newcastle United. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Good afternoon from a beautiful, sunny St. James's Park. Good crisp pass across the edge of the penalty to Elianusi. Inside right. Oh, what was he trying to do? Then a slip and a mistake. And it should have been 1-0. And I'm not sure how Newcastle survived that. Flicks a clever ball to Adam Armstrong, comes inside, can't shoot on his left foot, but this time he finds Gineppo, who still can't shoot and score. Oh, my goodness me. The Toonami getting boisterous as they feel their side doing better. Long ball over the top, he's clever. Murphy nods it down, diving header, 1-0. And it is Callum Wilson. 
and Newcastle do have the lead. Now here's Redmond down the left wing, driving to the byline, goes on the outside of Murphy, stands a really good ball up into the back post, Redmond makes the save, but he can't keep it out. And Moy Elianusi has the week of his life in a Saint shirt. So Maximan and then Solis, who's dropped off him, enabled him to play it to Joe Ellington. Joe Ellington stands up Salisu, plays it back inside to Fraser, low ball, cleared off the line, follow-up goes in from St Maximum, and Newcastle somehow have done it again. Redmond turns away from trouble, spreads a great ball to Armstrong, Armstrong against Woodman, Woodman comes out and makes a save. Saints waiting for VAR. Yes, penalty Southampton. Ward-Prowse against Woodman, who's flapping his hands in front of the Saints fans. Right-footed, scores! James Ward-Prowse is off the mark for the season. As much as Southampton did dominate large spells, there wasn't a huge amount to talk about from the first half, Dean. There was a, a, a big chance for Musa Gineppo. How did you see it? Because it seemed like maybe the ball took him by surprise a wee bit. I think there was two big, big moments for Gineppo uh, within that, that first half. The one where well, the miss we're talking about is a... It's a fantastic uh, ball across uh, from Liveramento because any point there's a player, you're thinking, I'll shoot, I'll definitely shoot. But it's it's great awareness. And I just think he's slightly off balance. He's coming in at a good speed and he's tried to cushion it into the net and he's allowed the ball to hit his foot instead of um, his foot hitting the ball, if that, if that makes sense, and getting his body over the ball to try and keep it down. Um, look, it happens within football. The, the pace the ball's coming at, it, it is difficult. It looks very, very easy. And it's a chance that really, nine times out of the ten, Gineppo will score. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate because it, it is a miss. And I think at that point, if Southampton could have scored and taken a lead, I think they would have gone on to dominate the game and, and win. And then I think that the second moment for Gineppo, you know, it's a brilliant pass from, from Armstrong. It really is. And then it's a good move. And He's eight yards out and I'm, I'm just screaming at just side foot it. Just hit the target and you'll score. But he tries to be a little bit too clever. He tries to dummy the defender and actually does sell the defender. But then the ball gets cut under his feet, goes behind him. Shea Adams comes across him, tries to hit it with his left foot. And it just kind of gets in a bit of a mess. And I think that all comes from the first miss. He's just trying to make sure. He's trying to make sure that I'm going to score this one where naturally the ball's there on his right foot. His right foot, he just slide it into the net. But look, you've got to congratulate him for good movement, for getting into that areas. We've, we spoke about before, he needs to get in those areas more, but he should have taken the opportunity and it would have been a, a really, really dominant, good away uh, first half performance if he'd scored that. Joe, let's talk about the goalkeeping situation then, shall we? Because quite a few fans were expressing their desire to see Fraser forced to start in goal today. But it was Alex McCarthy with the crucial save before half-time. Yeah, he played really well, uh, I thought. Obviously, that save from that header from Wilson was really good at the near post. And there was a couple of opportunities in the second half where Newcastle were whipping in some dangerous deliveries from corners and set pieces. But he was very confident, uh, commanding his box, coming off the line. And along with Stevens and, and Salasu, that kind of triangle looked pretty solid throughout the game. Yes, Newcastle liked to sit back and then hit teams on the counter. And there were a few two-on-one uh, or three-on-two situations at times, which made things look a little bit unnervy. But I think McCarthy really, his positioning was good, uh, made that good stop just before the break. And you can probably understand why he's just ahead of Fraser Forster uh, in the pecking order at the moment to start for Saints. But yeah, really solid display from him. Um, had a couple of obviously things to do uh, but I just think that you know with the ball at his feet 
Um, he's very good as well, but not the Saints really had to build a lot from the back today because they had a lot of the ball midfield and further up the pitch. But when he was called upon, a uh, great uh, stop in the first half. And yeah, he looked really solid and steady to me. Now, Dean, for the third time in three matches this season, Southampton have conceded within the opening 10 minutes of the restart. Can we read anything into that? And I suppose also, what did you make of the opening goal from Newcastle? I'm not sure at this stage whether we can read anything to that, Steve. As you know, you're three games in. It could be a coincidence. I think you've got to be aware of it and, and look at it and probably analyse it on the video. Is it anything that the team's doing different? Um, did they start the second half um, slower than the first? Yes, they did. I think there was a, a few moments where they're a little bit sloppy in possession and lost possession. Um, so just be aware of that and maybe look at that and have a discussion about that as a team and with the management and the coaching staff. But in terms of the goal, I think it comes from Southampton being in the ascendancy, being in on the attack, and it, it kind of breaks loose. And James Ward-Prowse loses a 50-50 with Longstaff, I think, and, and, and then they break. It goes wide and just maybe a little bit critical of Jack Stevens. He's with Callum Wilson and he kind of stops and allows Callum Wilson to get a, a cross in from a, a diagonal ball and then a header back across. And it's not brilliant movement from Wilson. Um, and I just wonder if Jack just switches off, doesn't expect the header, um, doesn't see Callum Wilson's movement. So I think there's moments within that goal that it could have been prevented on one or two or maybe even three occasions. And I think that would be the disappointment. If the opposition score a goal where tactically they're brilliant their movement's good or it's a wonder strike you hold your hands up and say look it's a goal we're going to concede goals but I think if you look at that you analyse that you'll, you, there's some moments within that that could have been stopped the 50-50 tackle the run the movement maybe Carl Walker-Peters being a little bit narrow so allowing the diagonal ball so look it's, it's, it's a good finish from Callum Wilson but I don't think he had to work too hard to get into that position well, it was Elianusi that made it 1-1. Uh, and of course, his fourth goal in two games, we said pre-match, he's certainly a player that's playing with confidence at the moment. Was that a deserved equaliser on balance for you, Joe? It was. I think, you know, over the course of the first half, um, Southampton was a much better team and just couldn't put those chances away, like we mentioned with uh, Musa Gineppo and a couple of others. So, yeah, Mohamed Elianusi definitely took his chance today in the starting lineup. I thought he was great at riding some challenges and... Uh, tucked in when Tino Livramento was bombing on down the right wing. He kind of created a lot of uh, defensive cover there for him to really flourish from an attacking sense. And lots of clever little touches and flicks inside. But the big difference was him being more solid. Uh, it looked, you know, physically a lot stronger, tactically very aware of how to play in one of those two number 10 positions that are slightly more central than being a winger. And obviously, timed his run to perfection at the back post uh, after some great work from Nathan Redmond. And then Broa obviously was in there, just missed the header. And now Inusi came in uh, and equalised at the back post. So I think those two substitutes really, uh, we spoke about it before the game as well, that Ralph uh, was very, you know, reactive, of course, in this situation, but he got his substitutes spot on. Uh, Redmond and Broa looked really, really good when they came on and made a, a lot of problems for Newcastle's defence. And now Inusi made the most of that. It wasn't the, the prettiest goal he'll ever score, but his first Premier League goal, I'm sure he'll love it nonetheless. Yeah, he'll take it. Dean, we were all sat here with our head in our hands in the 90th minute after that late sucker bunch from Newcastle where Alan St. Maximan scored. Did you think that was going to be the winner? I did, Steve, and I was gutted for the Southampton players. I really was because I think they reacted so well to the disappointment of going to go down, got themselves back into the game, looked like they potentially would go on and win it. Um, had all the possession, 
And then again, it, it just came from probably overcommitment, um, an error from from Southampton really. Diala makes a brilliant run through the centre of the pitch, and 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 then goes on an overlapping run. And as a central midfielder, maybe not needed. Probably just needs to hold the middle of the pitch in the 90th minute and just be a little bit aware of the situation and the and the management of the game. And then Newcastle break again, and it's a it's a good break from um, Joe Linton. And then Salas, who I think is in a good position, just. Joe Linton's gone away from goal, dives in, checks back, um, and then it's, it's a good clearance from James Ward-Prowse. But a good finish from St Maximum, and I was, yeah, I was devastated. I really felt for the players because they 100% deserved a point, if not to win the game. But again, it's just it's just a little error. So in a positive manner, you could look at it and go, teams are not really cutting Southampton open. It's individual collective errors that can be worked on the training ground and can be improved as the season goes on. So that's a positive from that. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I, I wasn't sure Southampton <laughs> were going to get an equaliser, I must admit. It did feel like game over there, didn't it? But as we all know, it's not over until it's over. Late drama with the penalty awarded by VAR, Joe. Was that the correct decision for you? It, it was. I mean, you obviously saw Adam Armstrong go clean through and you thought, this is it. This is the big chance for him to score at his boyhood club and snatch a late point. And then Lascelles comes sliding in, obviously hacked to last-ditch situation. And you see clearly when it went to VAR and the, the video review was used, as soon as you saw the first replay, he got none of the ball, all of Adam Armstrong's ankle. And as soon as the referee is asked to go to the monitor to have a look, usually that means it's going to be a penalty kick. So it was a correct decision. Great play to get Adam Armstrong in there. And it's a positive, I think, the Saints kept going because... We all thought that was it, done and dusted. Another a late winner for Newcastle against Saints and another kind of more points dropped for Southampton. But they showed great resilience to keep going, to play their way through. And yeah, a clear foul, even though Newcastle and LaSalle were trying to remonstrate with the officials. When they watch that back, every Newcastle fan will see that it was a clear penalty kick and Southampton got the point they deserved. Yeah, James Ward-Prowse stepping up to convert the penalty too. Dean, any qualms from you? As you've said, a much-deserved point. No, I think it's like Joe's just mentioned there. I think that is maybe the shift in the mentality within the group and the improvement in the group that they've, they've been able to come back from two disappointments, um, especially in the 90th minute. I know as a former player, that it's just, it's just deflating. You think the game's over, 90th minute, you're not going to get back into the game. But I have to say that you know, Nathan Redmond's come onto the pitch. He set the first goal up with an unbelievable cross with his left foot. And then the reverse pass with the outside of his foot to put um, Armstrong through is a brilliant pass. I think that goes unnoticed because of the, the VAR decision. Um, but again, you know, James Ward-Prowse, reliable, resilient leader to convert that penalty under pressure, to put it right in the corner as well because the goalkeeper goes the right way is, is brilliant. And a well-deserved point. And I think that will give... We've mentioned there may be some frustration within the dressing that they could have won, but I think it will give the players a lift as well. Going into the international break, um, a good result against Manchester United, a good result today and a good performance as well, you know, a way performance. I think that was an impressive performance. The amount of possession they had, the, the work rate they had put in um, and the reaction and resilience that Joe mentioned they showed to come back into the game, I think is pretty impressive today. So they'll be happy with that. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Yeah, very happy, definitely. Um, I think it was a very deserved point today. We had an unbelievably good first half where we must score a little bit more often, where we have to score. Uh, and uh, unbelievable that we are in the halftime with a 0-0. But in the end, 
yeah, you see how games are going, and uh, it's it's absolutely deserved that we in the end uh, get a point here. But it was tough work, uh, and uh, yeah, but the belief was there. The guys never stopped trying it, and uh, that was the good thing today, I must say. Yeah, what does it say about the strength of character of your team to come back twice, particularly the second time when it seemed the game was gone? Very, very strong character, I must say, today, because we we had the same Miller game last season and uh, this season we managed to come back and we managed to, to score in that moment and the penalty was fantastic played from Ready to to uh, Adam and it was a clear penalty for me. And it's a good thing that they, that they give it, eh? because otherwise, uh, yeah, when you don't have the VR, yeah, then you are then you're losing this game. And so, good good penalty from Browsey, I think. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but uh, it sounds good. <laughs> and you didn't finally, watch the penalty? No, I couldn't. And yeah, happy for the guys that they have uh, finally just get a point what they deserve to get. Let's look forward now, shall we? As Dean's just mentioned there, of course, it is international break up next before West Ham at home. Joe, what are your early thoughts ahead of that match? Well, I think it's going to be an open game, very similar to this game, actually. Newcastle, West Ham play very similar. Uh, West Ham are very good on the counter, pretty clinical with Antonio, Bowen, Ben Rama, a lot of good attacking talents there. So I think Saints will have a lot of the ball. Um, and again, it's about making the most of those opportunities. Uh, West Ham obviously drew two all against Crystal Palace today, which I think they'll probably be a bit disappointed with that. And they've conceded quite a few goals early in the season, West Ham which you don't really associate uh, usually with David Moyes' side. So that says to me there are going to be chances for Southampton and they're going to have to make the most of them. Uh, but they're going to be very dangerous on the counter, just like Newcastle were today. And the, the key for me is over the international break, Ralph and the team have got to keep working on these defensive uh, little lapses, I would call them. It's, you know, after the first three games now of the season, uh, six goals conceded, an average of two a game. Uh, if you keep conceding an average of two goals a game, you aren't going to have a successful season. They have to clean that up. Uh, but I think, yeah, West Ham at home, it will be a really interesting game. And I fancy Southampton to, to score quite a few goals against this West Ham defence. It'll be open, but uh, I hope Saints will just come out on top. Dean, after such an impressive performance against Manchester United at St Mary's, do you think the team will be relishing the opportunity to be back here to take on West Ham in the coming weeks? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely, you know, the, the atmosphere at St Mary's, the last game was brilliant. It really, really was to see the fans back and the noise they made and the, the atmosphere they created was, was great. And I'm sure the players appreciate that. And like Joe mentioned, I watched West Ham live on, on Monday and they're an impressive team. They are. They're, they've got... Um, the bit between their teeth, they've got some real belief within that group and um, attacking-wise, they're very, very strong, especially from set pieces as well. So if Southampton can be defensively strong, work on those um, errors or lapses like Joe mentioned there, I think that's a good word for it, um, then they can definitely improve because they will get opportunities against West Ham. Defensively, that's the weakest part of, of that team. So it'll be an open game and very, very competitive, but one that Southampton, I believe, with, you know, just... That raising confidence within the group we'll look forward to yeah we hope so great stuff well thank you very much dean and joe for all your insight and analysis today what drama at the end there kens okay. southampton snatch a point from the jaws of defeat at st james's park uh we'll be back next month on the 11th september after the international break where west ham will be the visitors here at st mary's have a great couple of weeks and we'll see you then <laughs>